Welcome to the Wellness Help Desk with your host, Nikkei Lamodi, certified wellness coach and personal trainer. A wellness podcast focused on providing practical tips on how to curate a healthy lifestyle uniquely for you, where we discuss wellness hot topics with expert guests and have real candid conversations. It's the one-stop shop you need to get the help you've been looking for. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Wellness Help Desk. I'm your host, Nikkei Lamodi, and this is episode 28. I am so excited to talk about this because talking about your social life can be triggering for people um, for a lot of different reasons, and those are valid. However, I really want you to walk away today from this episode really having the conviction and understanding as to why you should be nurturing and cultivating your social life. And I really want to remind you as a mom that in quality relationships, it helps that you don't have to do life on your own, that you can thrive more when you allow for other people to come into your life. You can gain more wisdom and be where you want faster because you have those quality relationships in your life and you grow more when you're interacting consistently with community and quality relationships. And just imagine being regularly seen, heard, and full of joy, right? Not taking life so serious because you are engaging with those quality relationships. And so I really, really want you to have an open mind as we talk about how's your social life and be honest with yourself. If you need to pause the episode for a second and then jump back in, that's totally fine. But it is beneficial to you to be honest with yourself about your social life so you can take appropriate action. And so you either thought when I said, how's your social life? Girl, what social life? <laughs> or maybe you were like, I haven't seen another human being besides a coworker, my kids, and my partner, and I don't know how long. And whatever reason or response you initially had, that's cool. But either way, my point of asking the question of how your social life is, is because I want to bring a heightened awareness around what's going on in this area of your life. And I know that I talk a lot about making yourself a priority and making self-care a lifestyle, but what some people tend to do is run for their isolated island as they strive to do these things of making themselves a priority. And I'm all for a good silence and solitude season, but at some point you need to socialize, right? And so asking yourself, do you have quality relationships present in your life right now? Do you desire to be heard, feel seen, be encouraged, be supported, have fun with life and not take it so seriously? Then you definitely need to be socializing. Now, I'm going to share this study with you and it's going to really help ground you in the premise of what was found about having quality relationships about the power and necessity of socializing and really nurturing those quality relationships in your life. So this study was a study done by Harvard and it's titled the Harvard Study of Adult Development. And it may be considered the longest study of adult life that's ever been done. It was done for 75 years and they tracked the lives of 724 men year after year, asking about their work, their home lives, their health. So a study like this is really rare to do. And I did 
want to understand why they didn't include women in this study. And it was because when the study was initiated, Harvard was still an all male college. And so that's why there aren't any women included in the 75 year study, which I would be curious to know what things would be different and what things would be the same. Because Men and women are human beings and have human behavior, but we still have significant differences in a lot of areas, right? So the thing that is so interesting about this study that they did for 75 years is they found that good relationships keep us happier and healthier, right? And it wasn't about the amount of wealth or fame or working harder and harder. It was the fact that good quality relationships mattered. And there were three big lessons that they took about relationships from this study, and I'm going to share those with you. And so one of the first ones is that social connections are really, really good for us as human beings. And loneliness really kills the vibe, (laughs) basically. And people who are more socially connected to family, friends, community, they're just genuinely happier, right? They're physically healthier and they live longer than people who are less well-connected. And so the experience of loneliness turns out to be very toxic, all right? And toxicity, whether it's stress, environmental toxins, whatever, is never good in contributing to the positive impact of your health and well-being. So people who are more isolated than they want to be from others find that they are less happy, right? Their health declines earlier in midlife, brain functioning declines sooner, and they live shorter lives than people who are not lonely. And unfortunately, at any given time in America, one in five Americans will report that they are lonely. This is all what they found in the study that what I'm sharing with you. And so they know that you can be lonely in a crowd, right? They recognize that in the study, like it is something that is a phenomenon that you can be around people and still feel lonely, but you can also be lonely in a marriage. And so the second big lesson that they learned in this study is that it's not just the number of friends you have, and it's not whether or not you're in a committed relationship, but it's the quality of your close relationships that matters. And I really want you to let that sink in, okay? It's the quality of your closest relationships that really matter. And it turns out that if you live in the midst of conflict, right, consistently all the time, chronically, it's really bad for your health. So high conflict marriages, for example, without much affection, it turns out that it can be really bad for your health, perhaps even worse than if you were just to get the divorce. And living in the midst of good and warm relationships is protective, okay? This is the second biggest lesson that they found in this study. So the third biggest lesson that they learned from this study about relationships in health is that good relationships also protect our brains, not just our bodies. And it turned out that being in a securely attached relationship to someone else in your 80s is protective, that the people who are in relationships where they feel they can count on the other person in times of need, those people's memories did stay sharper longer. And the people that were in relationships where they feel that you know, they can't really count on the other person, then those people experience earlier memory decline. And so those good relationships, they don't have to be perfect all the time. That's not what is going to be the realistic expectation. So some of the couples in this study, they would bicker with each other 
day in and day out, but as long as they felt that they could really count on the other person in that relationship when they were going through a tough time, those arguments didn't take a toll on their memories. And so there's so much more that was found in the study and so much more that's added to it. They even now have started looking at the second generation of these initial men that they were following. And they go through a lot of data collection in this study, not just interviewing them in their living room, but getting their medical records, drawing their blood, doing MRI scans. So it's a very in-depth study. And I put a lot of the links related to the study in the show notes for you if you want to check out more about it. But how this is applicable to you right now in this present moment is the quality of your relationships matter. And taking the steps to invest in your wellness journey that will support you nurturing your relationships in your life is important. So now we're going to look at the practicals of the things that you can be doing to either nurture current relationships you have so that you improve the quality of them or things to ask yourself as you seek out quality relationships. And I'm telling you that these things that I'm sharing with you, I've shared with my clients, they've implemented, and my clients have told me that they've had improvements in relationships with their kids, their partner, and healthier interactions with typically challenging family members or in-laws since they started coaching with me one-on-one. So I really want you to think about it this way. The more that you tend to your garden, you care for it, you water it, you uproot weeds, all of that, the beauty of that garden overflows in abundance with crop or flowers. And you don't just get to enjoy that garden, but others do as well. So here are some things to just consider. What current relationship in your life do you desire right now was better? Whether that was you wanted a deeper connection or you wanted more opportunities for bonding. Also, do you show up to that relationship with a full tank? So time spent loving on yourself first, or are you showing up internally fatigued, frazzled, and not feeling grounded? It's important to evaluate the current relationships that you want to nurture, but also to hold a perspective of where is the self-responsibility and how you're showing up in that relationship so that you can ensure you're adding to the quality of that relationship. And so if you are more on the opposite side where you're needing to seek out quality relationships, here are some questions that you can kind of work through and answer first before you seek out this new quality relationship. So the first question is, what top three qualities are important to me in a friendship? What top three qualities are important to me in a friendship? The second question, what do I need the most from a healthy friendship? What do I need the most from a healthy friendship? Number three, how do I enjoy spending time with close friends? How do I enjoy spending time with close friends? Number four, what's one relationship in my life I'd like to nurture? What's one relationship in my life I'd like to nurture? And the last question, what three strengths do I have that will add to a thriving friendship? What three strengths do I have that will add to a thriving friendship? So it's okay if you're listening and you realize that you've been in your silos and you haven't been intentional about cultivating quality relationships. Use these questions to really help get clarity on how you want to take action to move forward in changing that. 
And I want you to remember that with quality relationships, it's not about the number of them in your life. It's about the quality of them, especially those closest to you. The relationship with your partner, your kids, your friends, your family, or closest neighbor. Those are the closest relationships that you interact with consistently. And remember that quality relationships will be life-giving. They will meet a need. And I did a whole podcast on what needs are in episode 13 here on the Wellness Help Desk. So be sure to check that out, but really use that as a guiding point of when you're evaluating if a relationship is a quality one. Is it life-giving? Does it meet a need? Is it adding positively to your life? So as you reflect and answer the questions I share with you, remember to be honest and give yourself some grace. Healing does happen in community. Lifelong memories do occur in quality relationships and you become a better person when you do life with others. When you become a better person that impacts how you parent, your relationship with your partner and overall the quality of your well-being. So if you found that you've neglected socializing but don't know where to pick up the pieces of your lacking social life, take heart. There's still an answer for you (laughs) and to learn how to find and curate and nurture healthy quality and life-giving relationships. Be sure to schedule a consultation with me via the link in the show notes to learn more about how the intermission, which is my signature wellness program for burnt out moms, can help you do just that. Up leveling your social life doesn't have to be complicated. It can actually be quite simple and it really starts with being honest with yourself about what is most important to you and what you can contribute to nurturing and cultivating a quality relationship. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the episode today, head over and leave me a review. This helps others find the podcast and be one step closer to curating their healthy lifestyle. Come connect with me over on Instagram at Nikkei underscore Lamodi. And if social isn't your thing, join my beautiful newsletter community via the link in the show notes. To learn more about exclusive one-on-one wellness coaching, head over to rndaywellness.com. As always, remember to give yourself grace.